doublers. Welcome in everyone to Barely Educated, episode 85. We are here to atone for past sins, by which I mean we have a preview episode this week. Yeah, okay. Yes, the long, and who else, or who would rather hear a preview episode of a Bears-Lions game, you know? What would you rather hear than that? I mean, that's the most Bears thing ever, right? <laughs> yes. So anyway, I, as many of you know, am Mark Jansen, joined as always by Chris Teichler. Chris, it's Lions Week, as you alluded to. We're going to kick you in the teeth. And as How you, exciting is that? Yeah, as you've pointed out several times over the short history of our pod, this is really the Bears' rival over the last <laughs> decade, 15 years. But uh, maybe that's poised to change, my friend, with the emergence very of our well could be. very, very, very much franchise-looking quarterback, Justin Fields. But before we get into that, this is episode 85. I feel like that's a sacred and holy number, my friend, that we should recognize. The Bears! The Bears. 85. Okay, so while we're on it, Mr. Bears historian, who's your jersey? Well, 85 who's would your be... guy for the number 85? Besides Cole Commit, my friend. I was going to do uh, that, but you beat me to it. I was going to pick him if you didn't mention him. He's a touchdown machine now, my he friend. Is, he is. No, it's got to be Dennis McKinnon. The, uh, sure is. The That's their pick as well ah, on the old okay. Whitney City Gridiron list. Mm-hmm. Who do they have for 84? Uh, we didn't do 84. Is it uh, Brian Bashnagel by any chance? Brian Bashnagel. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I was mostly kidding. <laughs> but he's another in the greats of Bears wide receivers. So he caught like, what, 12 passes? So he was a Mr. Bear from 76 <laughs> to 84. He oh, caught 134 stinks. passes for 2,024 yards and nine <laughs> touchdowns. So over his eight-year career, he had like one cumulative Tyreek Hill season. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we got some chances to beef up some uh, jersey number greats for the uh, for the beloved here, especially in the wide receiver category. Yeah, but now they're all like weird numbers. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, eighty five is the is uh, the guy you picked, Dennis McKinnon, who was a bear from eighty three to ninety. Eighty three, mostly a kick and punt returner, but he did have one hundred eighty catches for. 2,840 yards, 21 touchdowns. That's quite a huge total of TDs for those yards. Yeah. Good possession receiver and good blocker, Dennis McKinnon. And the Bears just absolutely suck at the forward pass over their history. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And all that to set up this. Yes. But they finally have a quarterback. It's my quarterback. And are you as tired as I am of the occasional commentary that's like yeah but he's not passing it enough still. No. i'm like would you shut up guy would you Who shut up man? most people are pretty positive but shady mccoy went on this rant about how he's not doing enough in the pocket and i'm like you're clearly not watching the games was he the guy who said he can't throw yeah and the guy was like he had three touchdowns <laughs> like his immediately rebutted but oh, like, too. Yeah, I don't know. I so, mean, the one to Mooney was especially nice. Oh, oh yes, oh yes. And I, I'm gonna just lead right off the bat with a cousin Nate thought. Cousin Nate, hello, cousin. He, Nate. he texted me today about how much better the interviews and the YouTube breakdowns that involve not former NFL players who only talk NFL, 
but former NFL players who coach at lower levels like Trent Dilfer in high school, like Tim Jenkins with the camp. Dilfer's got a camp too. Mm-hmm. Um, and these guys who actually do it on a lower level are giving us way better info about the process that the QB goes through. And the talking heads on the big NFL shows are just absolutely useless yeah. for anything deep. Now, some of them are right, and they get to the right take eventually, I think. But they don't give you half the info that these guys who actually coach the quarterbacks as they're coming up are giving you. And I just can't stop thinking about how true that is. When Dilfer said two weeks ago, stop acting like these guys are pocket passers, like the older school QBs. They're all playmakers. They come up as playmakers. They're almost all of them dual threats. It's a good thing, not a bad thing. And the league is going to be dominated by these guys it already is even burrow who's a pocket guy for one of the young guys runs a little bit and Mm -hmm. he moves around a lot in the pocket so stop asking him to sit back there with (laughs) peyton manning's precision he's never going to do that and he doesn't need to because he's twice the athlete yeah and i've also seen and heard some uh well he hasn't had a 300 yard passing game like that that's kind of an arbitrary number i think because very often, if you're passing over 300 yards, you're losing for one, you know, and trying to often. catch up. Um, <laughs> it's not taking into account the the rushing yards that he's uh, that he's piling up. And when you look at his combined yards, it's pretty close to what you know the great quarterbacks are doing with just their arms. Yeah, that's the whole point. Even like, more that's still, first yeah. point. It's the point I've been trying to make for a couple weeks at least since they started letting him run more or calling it more is stop looking at just passing yards. This is now about the total yards. And I would like to see it, you know, come down the running, come down and the passing come up because it's a little bit better, more sustainable, but just because he's running a lot, doesn't mean that it's not because he can't pass. He's on the Josh Allen, Jalen hurts career path. And now through 17 games, his numbers are better than Allen's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, my giddy aunt. Marcus Mariota just threw what has got to be one of the absolute most brain-dead pick sixes in NFL history. Wow. <laughs> he's getting sacked. He's tripping. And he just flings it underhand, like, over his shoulder, like, hook shots it almost as he's falling, like, to try to not take a sack. Oops. And he's throws it right to the safety i'm sorry i'm just this just a dreadful quarterbacking performance by mariota tonight yeah oh, he's gonna be bailed out by his hip being down his hip is totally down but what oh, an absolutely oh. stupid decision hey you know what chris veterans don't ever make mistakes right we should right. start the veteran mm-hmm. i just want to rant about that i hate the whole defer to veterans because there must be perfect thing yeah, and that is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. And he got lucky that his hip was down. Anyway, How's Justin that? Fields will be fine in the pocket. That's what he was in college. Mm-hmm. He's good at it. He doesn't have enough talent around him to do it. The team stinks at it, not him. Well, that's another thing. Thirty-two points with nothing around him, <laughs> pretty much. You know. Well, in the for passing game, I think yeah, for yeah, running, yeah, passing, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. Even, uh, this is this is. Be- I mean, they went out and they signed it. Going to be the same Brown, and the book on him was can't catch great blocker. And we've, that's yeah, exactly that's what, what we're seeing. seeing. <laughs> it's 
And I would just again, I want to reiterate: please invest in receivers who play receiver this offseason. Yeah. And I think they will. And I think Claypool's getting that direction. But at, at just all the hemming and hawing about the pocket stuff, it's completely overblown. One, he's going to be fine. He's done it plenty of times. Get him more talent. It'll look better. Two, he's hardly going to be in the pocket. There's not going to be a game in the first 10 years in his career where he just stands in the pocket the whole time. He's always going to be moving around. There will be throws where he stays in the pocket. But if your game plan is not going to take advantage of his athleticism, what are you doing coaching him? Yep. And that's what it seems like flipped after the or right before the New England game. With the uh, mini buy that they're calling, yeah, they yep. put on the display. But did you hear Getsy talking about that? No, I did not. It's Getsky. By the way, I love Trent Dilfer. Can someone please <laughs> tell him, him there's Getsky. no K in the <laughs> offensive coordinator's last name? But it's perfect for a Chicago show, you know. It hey, is. Luke Getsky. Yeah, that, my that, those interviews are just so fun. But uh, where Getsy's like, it's not like we took some magic pill. We've been working on this stuff since April. Mm-hmm. He's basically like, we just now were able to. I guess feel comfortable unleashing it. Yeah. But what's the best about it, Chris? The best about it is you're seeing him be decisive now. Mm. He's not going, oh, do I run or do I throw or what do I do? He's just like, and I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw it. And I'm gone again. And that's now what makes him basically unstoppable the last three weeks. That uh, 61 yard touchdown run where he. Just for a second, looked like he kind of turned his hips and shoulders like he was going to throw. He wanted it, to, but uh, he was already blocking. Yeah. <laughs> God but bless it, him. <laughs> and that froze up the defenders just for a split second that he could, you know. He wasn't weave. even on his feet, and then no! he and takes off. He was actually both um, feet in the air. It's crazy. And there are, there are now people, national, saying things like, is he, you know, he was the most dynamic player in the league right now. That's just nuts. A Bears quarterback? And it's so, true. It's my quarterback. The last like five weeks, especially three weeks. Mm-hmm. And you're talking like nine touchdowns, one interception, just not putting the ball in harm's way much either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you uh, did you see Dan Weeder's tweet? Did we talk about that last time? Yeah, we mocked it already. Did we? Oh, but we didn't okay. follow up about the score interview the next day. Yeah. You know what kills me is he's a totally different guy on the interviews. Dan Weeder, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a little bit he's, – he's a realist, which is fine. I veer towards that a lot of times too. But on Twitter, he's just a troll. Yeah. He frames everything to get a rise out of people. Yeah. And then deny, tries to deny it. But, yeah, he, he was and clearly – backtracks when they interview him. He was it's clearly really – uh, I, I won't say shook, but he was clearly irritated at the pushback that he got from Bears fans. He, he brought it up a couple times. bit of it. On the interview, yeah, mm-hmm. so, because and tweet more carefully with more nuance. Well, that's the thing. His his tweet was talking about fields and making plays, and then but when it came time to throw the ball, they couldn't get it done. So he's he said he wasn't talking about fields, but come on, you're a writer. The way you structured that sentence was clearly I I, I'm pointing at the frustrated at at the Hall of Famer Dan Pompey. The most overrated journalist in the world, <laughs> always, always misleading. How did the Bears let Roquan go? Yeah, since when was deliberately trading asset for a different asset letting go? Yeah, letting I, go I, is getting nothing for him, like they did a Rob. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, but I don't I, care. Those guys are all trolls. What? Look, you want to listen to other podcasts? Dear listener, have at it. Go listen to Hogan Johns. 
Go listen to, I don't care, the Ringer pod or the NFL pod on the athletic football show. Just do me a favor and don't listen to the Haw <laughs> podcast because they don't need more attention. That's the last thing we as a fan base need. Mm. They're the worst two guys covering this team. Wow. They right. are. I don't mind saying it. David Haw doesn't have any interesting, insightful football thoughts. It's just bitterness and and depression. And Weeder could be better, but he refuses to be. Well, I, I texted Haw's show. It. Yeah, we're, we're a little salty tonight, listeners. I just, I just, it's, um. This is a week to be happy, and you got two curmudgeons trying to bring the whole fan base down. Like, shut up, guys. Yeah, because Haw uh, said that. You texted I- him, yeah. About you know, about Roquan saying letting him walk. So I texted the show, and he actually replied to me. Uh, uh, Haw did, and he said, "Well, when they uh, when he's gone, and then they have to find someone just as good, that's in my mind letting him walk." Like what? That doesn't even make sense. But what sort of meaningless double talk is this? Don't listen to these guys. Listen to the people who play football at a high level and break down football at a high level now. I think, I and think... they are telling you Roquan Smith does not fit a two-gap scheme. Yes. He's struggling to be consistent this year as a bear. But he's good at the one-gap scheme that he always played in a 3-4, or however yeah. you want to phrase it. Three, he's just he's going to look a lot better for the Ravens because that's the stuff yeah, right. that he was doing for the Bears right. before this year. So he's not going to be someone that's hard to find a better, a equally good version of in this defense. We have you can Jack say Sanborn, maybe they're too friend. rigid about their defense. I've listened to that far more than Haw's point. But that's, that's just what I'm getting at. Like, he doesn't – Haw doesn't talk football – meaningfully well enough for me to think he should have the kind of platforms he has like he doesn't need a bears pod i know football better than he does because <laughs> i pay attention to the people who know it better than he does you hear that david Hall? i'm Too serious <laughs> he doesn't ever do he doesn't break anything down with any mm-hmm. yep it's all bad headlines strung together and really generic i'm sorry it is so let's let's do some stats okay? yes okay you can find this on twitter in in five seconds Ooh, look at you mr twitter machine okay, by the so way justin fields we might be uh we might not have a twitter soon from what i'm reading too <laughs> yeah i know trust me people the last thing this pod's gonna do is pay eight bucks a month for a check mark yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not happening <clears throat> i kid but I, I don't know where that's all going i don't even want to think about it i'm just beginning to enjoy it mm-hmm. you know from november 6th if you take justin field stats this is wheel will g uh i'm not sure what his platform is but he has a check mark whatever that means Ooh, paid eight you bucks. take the stats from only the last five games of justin field's second season okay Oh, that's the context. Here's his 17 game pace <clears throat> 2,893 passing yards, 27 passing TDs, seven interceptions, 1,547 rushing yards, Jeez. 10 touchdowns. Completion percentage this may be the most encouraging of all. So, all you pocket passing people that are concerned about that, this is the number you should care about, not the counting stats. Completion percentage. 64%. That's pretty good. I'll take that. I will take that. Especially with the rest of those stats you just read out. <laughs> okay, how about it's... just his last five games, what the actual stats are? Mm-hmm. You don't want to do a projection with a small sample size? Fair enough. But here's just here's just what he's done 
in the last five games. Okay, so working back, that's Dolphins, Cowboys, really good D. Mm-hmm. Patriots, pretty good D. Uh, Commanders, really good D, especially the front. Yeah. Trash team otherwise, but they're good at the thing the Bears can't handle. Yeah. And let's see, who was that? Vikings was before that? Uh, no, it was uh... – was it Vikings? It was Vikings. Okay. And he was really good in the second half, and they almost came back. You know, they had the invent a loss game. Mm-hmm. So in those games, Justin yeah, like Fields, right. 11 total touchdowns. This is from run back Dave. 11 total TDs, two interceptions, 100, 100.5 rating. Wow. Over the last five years. yards total. Ooh. Okay, so 1,300 divided by five. On average, his total yards are, of course, going to be a tick under 300. But people are acting like the offense has still got 150 total yards. Mm-hmm, okay, right. so that's 1,300 yards, 851 passing, 455 rushing, and he broke Mike Vick's rushing record in a regular season game for a QB. His completion percentage is 63%. Yeah. I do think a lot of the yards that people are complaining about is the curse of fantasy football. You know, not that, anymore. Justin Fields is like the best player in fantasy football. No, no, but, five games. no but, but what I'm saying is that's why people look at his passing yards and they're like, oh, he, he can't throw. He can't do this. He's not good. But because they're so conditioned to looking at that fantasy line of how many yards did you have? Did you have 300? Did you have 400? Because fantasy, nah, fantasy players are all about rushing QBs. This is solely because the network shoved down our throat for 20 years that this is how QB is supposed to play. Mm. And if you're a dual threat QB, it means you can't throw the ball. And for the last five years, the best QBs in the league have been screaming at us that that's not true anymore. Yeah. Well, Rodgers has always been that way too. Hey, by the way, did you see? Yeah, Rodgers could move. Not anymore. It's one reason (laughs) he's this year. Yeah, Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the graph on the uh, broadcast tonight? Dreadful game. Nobody watched it, but the the graph was really interesting. Since 2018, I don't know, since 2019, there's like a whole ton of QBs who were drafted in the first round. They're still with their original teams because they're on their first contracts. Prior to that, going back like 20 years, there's only four first round QBs with their original team. In other words, very few make a second contract and very, very, very few get a third yeah. with the original team. The, to have a guy that gets a second deal is a big deal. And the point is, I think we finally have that. Yeah. And still people are upset. It's a few people. But most people are happy, let's be fair. Yeah. Most of the national right, guys right. are throwing bouquets. He got player of the week. Mm-hmm. He deserved it. I just think it's funny that there's still certain narratives people are clinging to. Even Mike Martz was like, Oh yeah, he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. When that whole thing happened, I kept thinking at times he was getting Lance confused with Fields. Because it was right before they played each other. Oh, maybe. And I was like, that's a, that's that's not Fields, that's Lance. When he's like, he didn't play enough in college. I was like, that's not Fields, that's Lance. So that whole thing was was kind of crazy. What are the 49ers going to do next year? Because that, I mean, can, you're that's just going to keep Garoppolo around as a backup? And keep know. overpaying him to be your... Have you uh, have you been following the stories out of Green Bay and all the people trying to figure out how much the cap hit is if he retires, how much is no. it if he's traded? Uh-uh. They're all ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Wow. That's a shame. 
And then people are talking about how there'd still be a ton of teams interested just because that's how bad some of the teams are at quarterback. Yeah, so you would absolutely take a flyer on Aaron Rodgers. So I've got to go into the Colts. Yeah, that would make sense. Let's try another old guy. Uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm. Just refused to learn. But Chris Ballard is so brilliant and the Bears. The Colts thing was just hilarious this week. Gee, why is the press conference the same time as Monday Night Football? <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a Lions game. Uh, yes, Lions. The Lions who took down As the predicted, cheese. one of the few games where the Bears are favored. <laughs> uh-huh. Lions coming off their huge win over the Packers. Bears coming off their huge loss in a good way because of Fields against yeah. the Dolphins. Hey, Justin Fields in the offense outscored Tua in the high-flying yes, they did. Dolphins. And we need to point out too that the uh, the referee, whatever board or, or association or group or whatever they are, said, "Yeah, bad pi on Eddie Jackson and missed pi on Claypool." Yeah, how about Sorry, we Bears. actually <laughs> give a crap about fixing it by using the sky cam and uh-huh. have it immediately call down and be like, "Hey, this is wrong. Yep. They can do it for TDs. They should be doing it for big time penalties." Big time plays inside of five minutes or something. Just anything but the current system. So let's go uh, look inside the numbers a little bit at the Bears-Lions matchup. Okay. Lions are actually better than you think by yardage. Mm -hmm. So overall, when the uh, Bears have the ball, you're talking about the Bears' 23rd best offense. They've really jumped up. Wow. But still dead last in passing. Uh, that's okay. But that's because they're first running. At least By a partially, lot, right? Partially. A, what? Yeah. So this is great because the Lions defense is dead last overall, 28th in passing, 31st in running defense. Ooh. Their defense just stinks unless they're playing the Packers. Hey, what do you think that <laughs> might say about the Packers offense? Mm. Three interceptions for Rodgers, two in the red zone. Wow. And that's a real shame. Okay, but when the, the where the Lions are sneaky good is they're good at both passing and running the ball. Mm. Offense is seventh overall, tenth passing, ninth rushing. Mm. Bears defense still eighteenth overall. That's not going to continue. Yeah. Seventh against the pass, thirtieth against the run. Ooh. It should, by the numbers, be a shootout. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm still. I am trying to wrap my head around a Bears Lions shootout. But they have a ton of guys either not playing because they're straight up injured, like mm-hmm. DJ Chark, or limited, like DeAndre Swift. And so they're like a really hard team to figure out in that mm-hmm. sense. But mm-hmm. uh, they're two and six, and I feel like they're better than that. They've lost a bunch of close games, but I don't think that makes them good. No. no. I mean, Poor I think game. both of these teams have some talent. The big difference is the Bears have the quarterback, and their quarterback is deadly in a way that the Lions, I think, will really struggle to defend. Mm. Yeah. So uh, last I saw, the Bears were favored by two. Do you know is that it's up still to the three? Oh, it's three now. Okay. Yeah. So did you hear Matt Bowen today on the score? He was great. No. There's another guy coaching at the high school level, former NFL player. Yeah. Gives you awesome detail. In Elmhurst, asked, Illinois, the town of my birth, actually. There you go. Yeah. Would you Who shut up, man? Listen? So they asked him about why not spy fields or how to defend him better. 
And he's like, you can't do cover two because your corners and your linebackers have their back to the ball and your safeties are too far back. Cover one's probably your best option, basically. Spy, everybody brings up, why don't they spy? Why don't they spy? But here's the thing, and I love this. This just made me giddy. Who's the, who's who's on your defense that's fast enough to spy fields? Yeah. Does anyone have so on? Does anyone have two thousand two Brian Erlacher? That's what Bernsey said. He's like, unless oh, you've really? got Erlacher, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So you got a fast guy covering him who's a corner, and that's actually a suggestion on the Lions Reddit. Is put Jeffrey Okuda up to spy on Fields? Mm. Yeah, but Fields is big. Yes, he is. So now your fast guy has to be big enough to tackle him consistently, and we see him run through arm tackles a lot. Mm-hmm. So he's not so easy to just spy. And Bowen's point was, and that spy is doing nothing else for your defense crazy as it sounds it may actually not be the answer mm. nuts so that was from that point about jeffrey okuda was from a thread wonderfully titled how to stop fields from breaking records on us <laughs> <laughs> oh that's I must good. say though the lions you know we must be catching them at a bad time for the lions reddit yeah. because they're all happy about beating the packers and they're posting stuff like the Packers are done. Kurt Warner breaks down Aaron Rodgers' game tape. I need to watch that. That sounds mm. like a great time. That, that's what you watch with popcorn. Yeah. A oh, fine yeah. beverage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, their injury report is a mile long. The Bears is pretty minimal. This is from Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's I saw, I saw I'll today. I'll get the uh, accurate one. Yeah. I, get, yeah, I believe Jalen did not participate today. Yeah, that was... he's still got that hip thing. Yeah. And then there was another one that surprised me that I hadn't heard anything about. Tevin was back on it. Oh, Tevin. Yes, that's what. Mm-hmm. Josh Blackwell. That guy's a bear. Okay. Well, he didn't <laughs> practice. Uh, he was limited Wednesday in full today. Dane Crookshank. Forgot about him. Too. These are both special teamers. Yeah. Blackwell's actually a great gunner. Uh, did not practice and then a full. Tevin limited, Jalen limited, so they did practice. And then Al-Kadeen Muhammad, who shouldn't be playing anyway, did yeah. practice, and neither did Kendall Vildor. They could actually miss Vildor. Isn't that crazy to think about? Here's the Lions injury list. Okay. Josh Reynolds, Kirby Joseph, he's really good, by the way. He's their rookie third-round safety. Chase Lucas, these are all limited after Reynolds, though. Um... Thonwu, I don't even feel like trying to figure out that first name. <laughs> Matt Nelson, AJ Parker, Malcolm Rodriguez, DeAndre Swift, Frank Ragnow, and then of course they had a the couple guys that are like out forever, like DJ Charks on IR. Yeah. So they've got a lot more guys out, but DeAndre Swift's the big one, and he was limited both days. And they were talking to the Lions beat guy on Hogan Johns, and he basically was like, "Yeah, he's on a pitch count, and it definitely messes them up." Mm. While we're on injuries, would you like to hear the Packers injury report? Yes, please. All right. Okay, this is going to take the rest of the Zoom meeting. we got oh, like six uh-oh. minutes left. <laughs> David Bakhtiari, Chris Barnes, Devondre Campbell, Mason Crosby. Their kickers hurt. Oh, no. Romeo Dobbs, Sewell oh. Douglas, Shamar John Charles, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers, John Runyon. Boy, if that isn't pretty much just the entire stinking offense – my gosh. Preston Smith, Eric Stokes, Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, Mercedes Lewis. And don't no. forget Rashawn Gary out for the year. 
You know, My you, goodness, that you, list is huge. Yes. And that's a real shame. You know I'm not a fan at all of the Dallas Cowboys, right? But no, if, but if there is play the Packers this week. if there was ever a week where I want them to look like Super Bowl contenders, it is this Sunday. And hopefully they are just grinding cheese into the ground in Lambeau Field. You know, they're gonna do the whole Des Bryant play in the playoffs. Oh yeah, we'll times. see that a few times. Yeah, By the way, least... they are definitely contenders in this crappy NFC, the Cowboys. Oh, sure. Sure. Okay, so picks for Bears Lions before we forget all about it. You first. I'm 34 27 Bears, my friend. You jerk. Really? All That's right. core? Oh. Yeah, I'll do 31 uh, 23 Bears. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, scoring over 30 again. We're getting spoiled seeing the Bears. Ah, just, the defense is so bad. If they just let Fields run, they should get to 30. Yep. But, hey, you know, can, it's the Bears. You just never know. Can I read you something that my buddy Brian sent me this week? Chris's who, buddy Brian, not the you, gambling degenerate buddy Brian. <laughs> who you affectionately call imposter buddy Brian. I know, but he's a yeah. fan, so I've got yeah. to treat him better. <laughs> he said, I went through the last three weeks of the NFL, seven through nine, and rated the average ESPN QBR for all starting quarterbacks in the NFL during that time. Now, that's a, you know, people have He did the work opinions. on this, or he's quoting somebody? He did the work. Oh, we need to interview this guy. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. He's, oh, he's an awesome dude. We were in college together and bonded over the beloved. Anyway, All right, continue. Um, okay, so over the past three weeks, Justin Fields is the third best quarterback by that metric. Second only to, you want to take a guess who's ahead of him? By the last the three weeks? Yeah. Lamar Jackson? No. Pat Mahomes? Yes. Pat and Mahomes a, and, and a certain Eagles quarterback. Yep. Jalen Hurts. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I got there. And then he said, a certain someone else is 29th. Nice. Well, my buddy Brian sent me this. Buddy Brian. Greatest NFL names of all time. So uh-huh. those are the two Brian's in contrast here. <laughs> Number one. No, I'm gonna go ten to nine. Number ten, haha Clinton Dix. <laughs> Number nine, not Damakon Sue. Mm-hmm. Bronco Nagurski. Oh yes. Debrickishaw Ferguson. Man, I've always loved that name. Yes. That's such a great mm-hmm. name. Lil Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> Oh, don't know him. I don't even know this guy. <laughs> what? Earthwind Moreland. I have no idea who that is. Happy Feller. Happy Fair Hooker. Oh my! Oh, whoa. Former Lion, and here's where it's great: Lions, Bears, Dick Lane, and number one, Dick Butkus. Dick Butkus. Yes, that is. Oh. Wonderful football name. Right, we got sure. two two minutes to preview the other games. All right, bailed out by the Bears playing NFC North team. Yes, Vikings at Bills. Josh Allen question mark. Oh, I did not know that. If, if he plays, I see them taking care of the Vikings because they had a bad outing last week against the Jets. Yep. They need to rebound Stay from that. away from this game, gamblers. Okay. In fact, if Allen's still up in the air tomorrow on Friday, I imagine Vegas pulls this whole game off the. Oh. So I got the Bills winning either way, but obviously yep. Allen helps a lot. But I think they'll bounce back, and I think the Vikings are seven and one and all, but they are exceedingly lucky every yeah. week. It seems like product of the bad conference. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then Packers, Cowboys. I think we all know where we're going with that. 
for I'm pulling for you, Cowboys, for once. Chargers, Niners, I think, is the highlight of the week. That's the Sunday night game. What do you know? The Sunday night game is actually really good. Five and three versus four and four. Chargers are a sneaky five and three. I feel like people are acting like they're terrible. Well, they're they disappointing. Got like half their I, offense hurt, but they're supposed I, yeah. to look better, but they're winning. Yeah, but not I, – I thought they'd be a hotter team this year. But Yeah, you're well, right. I think they'll make right. the playoffs, though. Yeah. But they've got so many guys out. The Niners are going to win this game. And the Niners coming off the bye have a chance to get McCaffrey more involved. I'll take the Niners at home there. And the rest of the slate doesn't do a whole lot for me. I'm not going to lie. Bears-Lions is the highlight of the league, sounds like. And going to Germany. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brady of divorce just in time for his road trip to Germany. All right. Oh, my. Take us out, sir. Thank you all for listening to our saltier than normal show, but it was kind of fun. Find us on. Uh, we're usually pretty salty. You I, think so? I don't know. I don't know. It seemed extra salty. Maybe it's because it's late. I'm crazy. Salty. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Find us on Twitter and our website. Send us an email. We'd love to talk to you and hear from you and read stuff on the show that you send us. We'll talk to you after the game Sunday. Bear down. We're a little salty tonight. Will you shut up, man? You owe me an apology. Didn't you get the memo? That insolent blackguard. What's wrong with you people? They're very naive and stupid people. Oh, no. I f***ing love the bears.